This is JFM Podcast. Welcome to Let's Talk on GFM 101.9 Just City. Yeah, it's that time where we got to talk about interesting issues. You know, you know, most importantly happening to Ross, uh, should we say, you know, in our environs in particular. Not to forget the fact that we also have, uh, you know, nationwide matters to talk about. But the major one will be, uh, or our major focus today will be what exactly is happening on the plateau. Just to be precise, I'm not alone, as you know, to be your host. Joining me to co-host this program is another person, but Naomi Karim. Naomi Karim, uh, welcome to the show. And of course, we have our guest in the building. But before then, we'll go straight uh, to tell you uh, some of the top stories on the front pages of the dailies. Like we told you about the better Edu uh, issue where the president has actually directed, uh, you know, uh, has given directive, you know, to probe the Minister of Humanitarian Disaster Affairs, uh, 585.2 million naira into a private account that was actually one of the bees. Well, for other ones, the degree saga actually still uh, looms as ASU has come out to say that it's because, you know, they've not funded other, uh, you know, the universities in Nigeria properly. That's why we have fake first-class students, uh, you know, in the country maybe from other places and also Nigeria. And the budget, again, is another matter which is affecting everyone of us. Well, uh, Ms. Karim, quickly, if I may have your take on any of this issue, I think I'll be glad. Okay. Um, basically, for me, I don't see any reason why someone who works for the ministry or for the federal government authorizes the move of funds from federal government account to a private account. I don't see a reason for that. And I really would uh, um, want to applaud the federal government and the administration of uh, President Tinubu for this move to probe that um, particular action, like really taking action on, on, on that situation. And also, um, if universities from outside Nigeria have not been accredited in Nigeria, I don't know what the processes have been all along that they are just finding out that we're having fake first class degree holders from universities in Benin well, and Togo. Why has it taken them this long to find that? Well, out? how do we get to know a fake first class student if we see one? Exactly why I'm saying that what are the processes for NUC? What are these processes? Because these are Nigerian students who go outside of Nigeria to school and eventually even come back and serve. So what are the what are the processes that they, they use to vet those universities before, you know, even giving them um, I know I know a lot of people do take their transcripts from Nigerian universities to go there. So what? How how were they able to vet before sending Nigerian students and then now coming to say that we have fake first class degrees from those universities? Well, we just hope time will surely tell, and of course, <laughs> those who are involved Hopefully. will surely be brought out as uh, soonest. Well, it's still less talk on GFM 101.9 Just City. All right, welcome back. If you just joined, uh, this is Let's Talk. Let's move you straight to the topic of the day. We will be talking about the major concern on the plateau today. You know, over the weekend, we saw a circular that went around that Christians on the plateau should be dressed, you know, on black all through, you know, to actually mourn. Because the, gov- the, the governor of the state, in his address on the 1st of January, uh, declared the 1st of January to t- till date, uh, that's today, the 8th of January, as a day to mourn those who lost their life during the Christmas Eve, and not just the Christmas Eve, and, uh, you know, up till the latest attacks we've had uh, from then to now. Uh, what should we say actually brought, uh, what's the unity all about this time? That's one of the things, and what effect should, we, should it actually have on the crisis on the plateau? Well, joining us on the show this morning is the Secretary, Yowikan, Plateau State. Uh, I think that's the youth wing of the Christian Association of Nigeria, Yowikan. The uh, Secretary is here with us, Ankuka Dekom Paul. Good morning, Mr. Ankuka. Good morning. Yeah. And of course, also joining us is pharmacist Marcus Aldo Kanda, uh, ex-official Yowikan, Plateau State. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having us here. Yeah, good to have you both in the studio. Uh, quickly, let's begin with this. What actually prompted to this very move? Because this actually happened on the 24th, but we're having this on the 8th of January, like two weeks or more. 
Okay, thank you very much. First of all, is to appreciate the opportunity that you have invited us to be here to this program, Let's Talk. Um, the Christian Association of Nigeria, like we know, is the umbrella body of all Christians. Uh, we have structures from the national zones, state and local governments, sometimes even districts. Uh, this work um, came to be as a result of a resolution by our leaders. We have what we call the denominational heads. You are aware that Plateau State uh, hosts a lot of denominations and even have uh, some of these denominations having their headquarters here. So there has always been this good uh, working relationship between the Christian Association of Nigeria. We have the Khan Chairman, Very Reverend Father uh, Polika Blubo, and the heads of the denominations. Time would not allow me to run through all their names. So they all agreed that um, in view of this uh, genocide, the attack that took place on the 24th of December, and in line with the mourning mood that the state is in, um, Kosi, the declaration made by His Excellency, the Governor of the State, Barrister Caleb uh, Manasseh Mutfuan, we all agreed that today being the last day of this morning, there is need for us all as Christians on the plateau uh, to come together across uh, all denominations, uh, creed, for us to speak with one voice, for us to mourn, for us to pray, and to have a peaceful procession to the government house in Little Rayfield to present our uh, 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 concerns to the government of the day and to also pray together as a people. So that is what it's all about. Alright, that very work now, uh, we saw the reach out, the outreach, you know, went very fast from the weekend. Uh, you know, a lot of people actually got the message from the very churches. Now, seeing, it, seeing the church, you know, as a major way of getting or getting across information to the people. You know, when, once it gets to the church, a lot of people will surely get it. How can we end killings on the plateau with the church? Okay, thank you. Um, the truth is, uh, if you see or when you look at the history, the antecedents, the attacks that have been on the plateau are basically targeted at the rural communities. We've had, unfortunately, a share even in the urban uh, area. Urban centers. Yeah. Now, people have tried to uh, avoid... Um, perhaps being, being true in terms of uh, saying it the way it is. For us in the youth wing of Cannes, we believe these attacks are clear genocides because uh, they are not just clashes. Sometimes people want to be politically correct by uh, giving a lot of narratives that are not correct. They are basically attacks. Marauders, terrorists, invaders uh, come by night, attack these rural communities, destroy farms, kill people, burn houses, and take over the territory. So it's about an expansionist agenda. Now, for us as a church, you talked about preventing this. We believe through prayers. We also believe that we need to speak with one voice as a people. Unfortunately, and I must admit, that it appears there are a lot of dividing lines, and the enemy of Plateau State has taken advantage of that. But we believe this solemn call that we're having today to gather and to speak in unity will help us as a people, as a church, to be able to confront the common enemy that we have on the plateau. So by speaking with one voice, irrespective of our ethnic groups, irrespective of our political affiliations, irrespective of our denominations, we can be able to co cohesively stand and defend our dear plateau state as a church, through prayers, through speaking with one voice, and whatever we will do, we do it uh, in unity. Yeah, I want to um, commend the Khan for their swift um, actions this time around. I know that uh, over the years there's been like a little bit of silence, you know, coming from the church. But now the church is beginning to speak out, which is a very good um, approach to these killings because it's long overdue these things have been happening year in year out and all we keep getting is let's be patient let's be you get what i'm trying yes. to say so I, I want to say that um people who are trying to be politically correct in this in this period in this season of mourning uh what would you say about that because we get so many takes from not just social media from radio interviews from personal conversations we have with people about the happenings on the plateau and a lot of people just try to be politically correct in the sense that oh they don't want to be partisan they don't want to be here or there they are just you know trying to be in the middle what would you have to say um to those kinds of people 
Uh, let me say, for those that want to be politically correct, they are not doing the state any good. In fact, they are even giving these people, these terrorists, the opportunity to invade. Because when you feel you don't want, you want to be on the fence, you don't want to say the truth as it is, we are not, we are not going to make progress. And until we come together, irrespective of your tribe, Very your true. political affiliation, mm -hmm. and even your ethnicity, we, if, until we come together and discuss this, discuss the way forward, yes. then we are not going to make its way. Very true. So I feel those people that feel they want to be on the fence, they should retract from that. I, I completely agree with that. It's Plato first. It's humanity first. Your tribe and your ethnicity can come later on, you know, in, in the conversation. And also, what would your advice to youths be at, at this point, especially those who are from the localities and, and areas that have been affected by these genocides? Okay, first thing first, like my ex-official one has said, we know that most times prior to these attacks, some of them, some of these terrorists always give a warning. So I think even before the warning, or if the warning does not, if the warning does not come, the, the thing that they need to do first is to be vigilant. I think self-security matters a lot. When you, when, you go, when you go ahead, organizing security, home-based security, not necessarily waiting for the military, the police mm -hmm. personnel, then you will know that you are trying to make the first step because before, like when we see these recent attacks that happened, before the security personnel were able to reach that destination, the terrorists had already committed their atrocities. Yeah. So what they need to do is to first of all, organize their own internal security and the military. Will, I think the, it was the chief of army staff or defense staff that said, the security offered is only 30%. The rest, are, the rest I think 70% is good governance. Mm -hmm. So we should know that if we are waiting for the security personnel to do what, to and take charge of the security, we are not going to make it way. So there should be internal security first. So I think internal security needs approval. Yes, from the government yes. itself. So how do we actually, you know, collaborate this internal security to the government to help protect our people? Because it seems the government are actually doing a whole lot. How can the church come in? Okay, uh, let me add to what my dear brother has said. When we talk about security, security is not just the responsibility of the armed forces. Okay. There are a lot of things that communities can do to provide information. Mm. We talk about community policing, and that is the area for us as youths. We want to encourage our rural or even the urban youths. We need to be very, very vigilant. How much time do we give in terms of intelligence gathering? When we gather this intelligence, we can now share information with the security agents and hold them accountable. When we share information with them, what do they do with it? What are their responses? Are they proactive? If there are gaps, we raise the red flag. We raise the concerns. So when we talk about internal security for the church, we have had terrible experiences in the past in the state where churches were uh, targets for bombings. You remember that? And churches had to be proactive by having some form of barricades, having some form of checks on people who come to worship. Because sometimes as we gather, you know, the Bible talks about the experience of uh, the angels gathering before God and the, the devil infiltrated. So even in the church, we sometimes have uh, agents of darkness in, filtering in with their motives. So for our communities, the youth have to also be vigilant and checking who are the people that come in. Sometimes you, you will observe that one or two uh, unknown faces uh, suddenly appear. Mm. You need to question people like that or you need to trail them. You need to know what their missions are. So when we talk about security, we're not just um, talking about the conventional uh, security as security. it were, yeah. but there are a lot of things we can do behind the, uh, the background mm -hmm. or on the background to ensure that we provide useful information to the security agents. We need to collaborate. We need to work together with them. All right. Uh, we know over time uh, we've actually seen issues like this, uh, you know, pop up. And uh, what we get to tell people is pray, pray. And, uh, you know, in other climes of the world, when issues like this come out, yeah, they pray, no doubt, but they actually go out at the same time to protect themselves. Yeah. Now, uh, over time, at the same, I mean, at the same time, now, no more over time, at this time, we in the plateau, we actually believe so much, you know, on just leaving everything in the hands of God. It's good because even God said, I will fight your battles for you. We know that for sure. 
but don't you think it gets to a point where we need to actually you know make ourselves available and, and of course active as we watch at the same time we pray okay uh, let me say that jesus christ himself encouraged us as his followers yes to be watchful and to also be prayerful. yes that these are two components that run concurrently while we are prayerful as believers we can never throw away the place of prayer true yeah as we confront the evil as we confront the enemy of our dear state but as youths we are also encouraging that we need to also look at the component of being watchful and i have already mentioned that there are a lot of things we can do on daily basis whether in the morning whether in the afternoon whether in the night to watch around our environment when a, an unknown face or when something suspicious is happening if youths are vigilant they can easily pick the information mm -hmm. and then the rest who know how to handle it in terms of how we communicate with the security agents and for us we want to call on the security agents that as much as information is provided they need to be proactive okay right now it, i just want to ask uh, since you're already speaking in that line i yes. think i should just throw this question in what moves can the church make in order to harmonize with the government against these targeters, just like um, he said, the attacks are targeted. I mean, they send letters ahead yes. of time so that you prepare to know that we are coming to attack yes. you. So, how can the church harmonize with the government in order to provide yes. adequate security, security ahead of time? Okay. So, for example, if you know that there's a day and a time and a date that is set for these attacks, can uh, people be evacuated okay. for the time being or what 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 do, what do you think can be done because i think one of the ways that um information flows very fast in these um areas in these localities are through the church okay. through religious centers and probably school environments so how can the church harmonize with the government in order to pass these informations in time and probably evacuate the people and provide security because what is the need of evacuating people and then they when they are returning they don't have houses to return to yes okay thank you for that question now when we talk about the government there are different components involved we have those in charge of the political angle we have governor the president and others we also have the the armed forces are part of the government mm. now the first thing is for the government to have the political will to do the right thing mm -hmm. i can assure you that there is a trust deficit between the masses the government and those who are governing us why do i say so when people who receive alerts early warning signs about impending danger yes. and these signs or alerts or messages or letters are passed on to the government and nothing is done about it do you think these same people will have confidence in the government mm -hmm. so first of all the government needs to prove that they are serious about securing the lives and properties of its citizens that should be a top priority for the government yeah. now for the church if we have that confidence we know that once we generate the intelligence once we gather the intelligence the information and we pass it we are confident that they will now act on it but a situation where you gather intelligence you have information about impending attacks and then you pass it on to the security agents and it is believed that once you have done that you've done your part they on their part need to act on such information sure. so for us as church we are willing to collaborate with the security agents we are willing to collaborate with the government of the day we want the government to also listen to us we want the government to also take information that is provided seriously because when such information that is provided and is acted upon and evil or atrocities are averted we are better for it now i agree with my dear brother who talked who quoted the the army chief talking about they providing 30 percent and then the populace providing 70 percent of the security when we do our part we expect that they should also do their part yes because so that is everybody very key. should be able to bring their own end of the bargain yes yes would you and just to addition that, to what he has said yes and when we don't have trust in the gov in the government you tend to see people even taking laws into their hands so it is we as a church our duty is to call for peace call for calm but when it is too much you see we make the statement enough is enough i think that is that is the reason why we say enough is enough because there's no trust between the government and those governing us hmm. so until the gov the government that is either the federal or the state until they put until they put action until they work the talk 
instead of talking the talk, mm. we are not going to go further. So until they do all these things, that's when we begin to have that so trust So we're in saying them. that the government needs to take action-oriented steps. To do more than enough. To do more than enough so that the people can have more trust in them. Yes. And be able to call on them whenever there's danger. If I may understand what you've just said, now prevention is way far better than cure. Absolutely. Yes. That's what we've just uh, pointed out. But I, now, let, now let me come back to Khan at this very point. Yobi Khan or Khan at this point. Since these attacks happened, what role have you been able to play? Okay, thank you very much. Uh, my designation as ex-official means mm. I just handed over to the current ESCO. Okay. Mm. I have had the real privilege of being the Yowikan chairman for the last six years. Wow. I handed over December 2nd to the current ESCO. Now, in the last six years, you know very well that Plateau State had had terrible experiences. I know in the last government, at the early stage of my uh, uh, tenure, we've had reason to have a procession. To the government house and we were accused of vandalizing the government house i'm sure as media people you remember that experience <laughs> yeah. uh, that episode now over time we've had cause to do press releases we've had cause to do world press conferences where we invite media people to talk uh, to the world about our predicaments we've also had cause to engage even the security agents in discussions uh, by presenting our uh, challenges, our concerns, not just at the state level. You know that these attacks have gone around a lot of some of these are local governments, Mangu, Bokos, Riyom, Barkiladi, Basa, even just not, and the rest. So we have been very proactive. The Yowikan has been the voice of the Christian youth, and we do not uh, take it for granted. At any point in time, there are concerns for us to address. We've always done our best uh, to address that. We've had reasons to also engage the government by talking directly i remember uh during the nsas protest we when the governor at the peak of it when things uh, actually went out of hand the governor invited the youth leaders and we had the opportunity of making a very strong presentation so for us as your weekend we are the voice of the christian youth and we will continue to talk we'll continue yeah. to speak we just pray and hope that government at every point in time will also listen we want to thank God for the current leadership of uh, His Excellency uh, Barista Caleb Manasseh Mutfuang for his proactiveness. I'm not a politician and I don't, I don't patronize them. But when someone does something good, you should be able to tell him well done and encourage him to do more. He has Absolutely. shown commitment. To be sincere, we know the running battles we had with the previous government where for more than 48 hours, government is just silent about the killings that are ongoing in its domain. But the governor has shown leadership, and we pray that he does better. If he errs in one way or the other, we will not hesitate to say it the way it is. All right. Still to uh, talk about, uh, you know, the role which Khan has played uh, so far. You've actually mentioned quite a few, but when it comes to, you know, uh, you know, reaching out to the, uh, uh, to, I mean, to the victims of this very attack, what have you done? Okay. Thank you. In the Mangu attack uh, of recent. We, from our little resources, were able to gather foodstuffs, uh, toiletries, and we took it to Mangu. Uh, it is on record. We have also been able to visit places uh, like uh, uh, Miango uh, two, three years ago. We know uh, two years ago the, the Alwazangam attack also took place. So you, the, the fact is, your weekend is not buoyant financially. And from the little sacrifices we're able to do in terms of making our sacrifices by contributing the little we can, we're able to touch the lives of these people. But I can assure you that any time attacks occur like this, the devastation is so grievous and the needs are so so high that uh, we can cannot contend with it. We call on well-spirited individuals. Like the Mangu episode I talked about, we reached out to individuals. Unfortunately, mm. unfortunately, I must admit that sometimes the perception when it comes to giving to support the needy, is not, the perception is not too good. And uh, we didn't really have much that came from individuals. But the little we could do, we were able to take it to Mango. Okay, that's, that, that, that's commendable. Very commendable, And then we're yes. hoping to see that we do more with this with um, Bocos this time around. Yes. Yeah. All right, uh, Secretary, now I think, let me come to you now. You know, over time, the youth actually, you know, actually want to spring up actions in most cases. But we get to see them stop. Uh, yeah, been stopped, you know, by the leaders, probably the leaders of the church, because you know the church is one of the most effective uh, society we have now. This very work now that's actually taking place, how will it create impacts 
you know, in this very society now? And what message do you expect it to pass? pass Okay, um, first and first, from where, from where my ex-official one started, he said he defined the essence of this peace walk. Yes. Now, the peace walk is first to pray, to um, express our grievances to government, and also call the security personnel and the government, that both at the federal and the state level, to order. We have our demands. I think at the end of the peace walk, we'll table our demands to the government. And now, what we are hoping to do, for now, is to call for calm. Is to call for calm. We are trusting that the governor, because we have trust in him for now, he has proven that, yes, he can tackle the situation from his own reach. So we are calling for calm. Let's see what the governor will do in terms of ensuring security in the state because he's the chief security officer in the state. Mm -hmm. So we are not going to take laws into our hands. We are going to call for calm, and we'll, we'll see within the weeks We'll see what the governor will be able to do in collaboration with the federal, government. My, uh, federal government. Okay, so this work basically is to create awareness and call for calm among the youths. Call for calm and That's also among table, the aggrieved youths. Yeah, and also table our grievances to the government mm -hmm. so that they will understand that enough is enough. This killing is one too many. Yeah, this is not one life lost. This is not two. This is over one hundred and fifty life lost. It's not nice and it's not good. And also taking into cognizance all of the attacks that have happened in the past. Yes. It's actually one too many. Yes. Yeah. And let me just add to what he said. Uh, this solemn work is not just the youth. The women are involved. Our fathers, the fathers of the church are also involved. So it's the whole church. So it's church. all encompassing. Yes. We are youth and, you know, lo looking at the youth, the youth are very energetic. So I, I lend my voice to his call that the youth need to be calm. We know we are hot for this period of mourning that the governor had declared. We know that the energy is there. People are not happy with all that has happened. Let me acknowledge the fact that immediately this happened, it is on record that the governor visited the president to brief him, and the president gave directives. So today's interaction is to uh, buttress the fact that there is need for government to have the political will. When things happen, and we just uh, rub it on the surface and go home to sleep again. It's mm. not going to be business as usual. We expect that there should be certain definite steps that will be taken by the government, by the armed forces, to prevent a reoccurrence of this kind of attack. We've had these too many, and it's not good uh, for the state. Blood is just flowing every day. It's not right. And just a little bit of addition. Okay. In as much as we are calling for calm, we also... I personally, for one, I encourage self-defense, self-security. Now, not for offensive purpose, but mm. for defensive purpose. purpose. All right. Uh, you've just heard from the uh, both uh, guests we have in the studio. I think at uh, this very point, we get to... Uh, to uh, maybe you want to join us on social media. You can do that on uh, Facebook, GFM Live on Twitter and uh, Instagram, GFM Just. Uh, these are our social media handles. While uh, for those who would like to share in their thoughts on this very topic, uh, you know, we can call in on the following numbers, 0812-187-7777, or you call 0905-566-6699. Seems we have some couple of calls coming in. Hello, good morning. It seems I was a beast. Okay. Hello, good morning. Good morning, my sister. Good morning, Mr. Richard. Good morning, sir. Please uh, tell us your name and where you're calling us from. Roberto Mancini, calling you from Lamingoro. Okay, thank you very much. We'll take your contributions now. Okay. I said I want to contribute. I want, I want to use this medium to still address what our guests, what the guests have said that we should they are feeling for calm. We all on the platform we are feeling for calm because students cannot make a right, but we want the government to wake up from their slumber. Whichever way they can go, we give it to the governor of the state because it's often doing compared to the past. He's very much often doing in terms of this insecurity issue. He's, he's, we are seeing his effort. Mm. And we just pray that God will answer our prayer after the work, of today, the work that will be taken. And I pray that it's going to be a peaceful work. I'm calling on the security to ensure that everybody that is going to take part in that work sure sound and healthy they should give us maximum security that is what we're calling for mm, okay so the purpose of the work will surely yield the result 
Okay, so I believe that you are also joining the walks this morning. Honestly, I will not be part of it because I'm at my working place right now. Okay. Okay, but thank you very much for lending your voice. Thank you very much, Rosa. Okay, so I will also take um some comments from our Facebook page. Uh, I have Ifani who says, "Good morning, JFM. We hope and pray that all should go well at the Supreme Court. Let thy will, let the will of the Lord be done. Amen." Okay, that's another topic that um, we'll be talking about. Uh, Kevin Lewis says, "It's very unfortunate the way those marauders have been killing innocent people without no just cause. In my opinion, even if thousands of organized protests or processions will be carried out without matching it with actions." then it's all a total waste of time and energy. Why can't the security apparatus comb the entire hideouts of those marauders and prosecute them to serve as a deterrent to other marauders in other parts of the country? Government should do the needful before the aggrieved youths run out of patience. This is from Kevin. All right, these are some. Let's get back to the phone lines. Thank Hello. Hello, good morning. Okay, I think um, okay. we lost that call. Maybe you do have to call back. Uh, yes. More calls coming in. Hello, good morning. Hello, Abigail and Richard. Abigail. Okay, this is Naomi and Richard this morning. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's <laughs> Thank Israel. you. I'm calling you from Shaka. Okay, good morning. Please go ahead and make your contribution. Yeah, I really want to appreciate Khan for the commitment to ensure that the world hears about what is going on in Blackstone. But again, I also want to uh, ask uh, that it should be made very clear for everyone to know that the intention of these marauders is to collect land, mm. to send the owners of the land out of the place and take it over. So the attention should be placed more on rebuilding the villages that were destroyed and returning the remaining inhabitants of that village to that place and then providing security to ensure that it doesn't happen again. again. That is the most important part ensuring that those villages are restored back, that people go back to those villages. Because the moment villages are sacked and these people take it over, it becomes an incentive for people to attack villages and, and take it over. So if it keeps happening, there's an attraction to it, they will continue to do it. So mm. the moment such a thing happens, the remaining people should be, should be relocated back to the village and the village will be built and security is provided even in that village yes. to ensure that it doesn't happen again. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much Thank for you. joining the conversation this morning. Yeah, I think we have more calls. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. It's Radio Mama. I don't know. Calling from right here. Radio Mama. Um, good to hear your voice this morning. Happy New Year to you. Too. Same happy to you. Happy New Year to you. It's Radio Mama. I've listened, I've listened to your, your youth uh, guest there, you know. That's you know, very interesting, you know, that's the patient with the government, they have the time and all that. But let me tell you something. If the security architecture, they don't reject it, it will happen again. I'm not saying I want it to happen. Hmm. Are we short of memory? Look at what happened in Dogana, Hawaii, if you remember. Yeah. That was the one of all, uh, it was a genocide, even during the time of that. I remember very well, was one of the first governors. Advocate for the police. Everybody there was attacking him. They, they were seeing it as a drug issue. You know, now what is happening today? If they had their, uh, seen it as a national interest, by now it would have gone far. What kind of democracy are we practicing? We borrowed the, we, 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 we said we are, we are practicing the, 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 after the American system. We didn't have the practice. Americans have the, 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 the state police, they have the local government police, they even have campus police and all that, whatnot. So until we decentralize the police, this thing will continue. Mm. Because uh, the governor is merely a chief logistics officer, putting mm. anywhere. He is not a chief security officer, he's just on paper. That's why the killing went on for more than two hours and nothing could happen. People can afford to turn their eyes the other way because the governor was not in charge. He couldn't control anything. What do you want to do all things to do? The Operation Rainbow and the vigilante, if they can, the special assembly, it's not a question of uh, condemning it or they say the professors will be, I mean, we brought to book or just in whatever. They leave no stone on turn and all. The only person they left no stone on turn was that uh, major or whatever, that retired. And they went and leaving the ponds. They didn't leave You know, every other one, it just ends like that. Because it puts, they are a nobody. But we can't continue like that. Then the federal government of the uh, 
I commend him for standing everybody the because everybody mm. came here. But it, it should go beyond that. Yes. Let them have a policy. Let them have a policy to ban open grazing. If it means using some of our money to establish farms and and, and get them uh, the cows, uh, I mean, uh, uh, right. That's one another way out too. You know. So that is it. But if we don't let them national assembly and the federal government. Allow our party to discuss federalism. That is what is killing this country. Mm-hmm. That is why we are having so much corruption everywhere. You saw what is happening in Manchester, whatever. So when, when you have so much corruption and youth are not employed, they, they, they don't even have the opportunity to survive. Nigerian youth are resilient. If you give them a livable environment, they are very enterprising. Mm-hmm. What do we have here? Every day, the same story. I wish you all the best of luck. All the same, let's talk about Nigeria. Thank you very much, Radio Mama, for contributing to the conversation this morning. I think we have more calls. Yes. Yeah. Hello, good morning. All right, that one was a miss. Uh, I know more calls, of course, will come in as a lot of people want to lend their voice. But before then, seems you have some, uh, you know, comments there to make, yes. uh, you know. Okay, so this is from David Maxambo from back. Backing Kogi Foran, he says, "Good morning, Richard and Naomi. Can under the leadership of the guest in the studio was commendable, but we had problem with a particular can leadership when um, the former administration visited Plateau State and killings were ongoing in Barkinladi and Bokos. That particular can chairman refused to say the truth." To, to the president, even when his people were being killed, but he was busy praising the former administration for bringing political peace. I'm sure you, <laughs> uh, the ex-official one, will be able to throw more light on that. And also, I have from Julius Achigak. He says, "Good morning, Naomi and Richard, and the guests in the studio." Let's. Okay, I think I took this earlier, so I'll move on to the next one. From Albert, he says, "I must commend the leadership of Uwikan for the synergy." and how they've not relented on demanding for action on issues that affect not just Christians, but Plato individuals, but yeah, but all and sundry, and also on the development of the state. It's my hope and prayer that peace will reign soon. Good morning. And I also have from Mark Dachung. He says, good morning to you all. It's just unfortunate the way the Plato indigenous playing politics with the happenings where the killings have been going on. And not uniting as one plateau facing the common enemy trying to grab people's lands with terrorism. I think we have been able to address this, um, you know, saying that we, we're, we're calling for peace, we're, we're appealing for calm, and, you know, we're beginning to speak with one voice. So I think we have more calls coming in. Yeah, let's get back to the phone lines. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning to you. Tell us your name and where you're calling from. Yeah, thank you very much. My name is Sadiq Umar. Okay, Sadiq, good morning. Please make your contribution. Yes, uh, actually, I will comment on this. up and make sure that peace has been back in black people. It is unfortunate when that is happening. But you see, because I want to ask you, can is that what is your relationship with other religions? making sure that all hands are on them this has come on because most of the problems in the it always creates from politics in church religion then from cultural in church religion religion play a very very vital role when it comes to the peace in Plakiti I think that the need of understanding with every citizen in the Plakiti and if you look at it, any language in the class must have a both religion and in the family. So that to tell you that there is a bit of involvement of understanding of the campaign in terms of a unity in the class. Thereby, the need of dialogue and other problems that come up. And lastly, I'm calling on the government. If there is no justice, anything can happen. I think government will just doing nothing. Because anything that happens, if there is not the arrest of perpetrators and justice have made, no matter how we get dialogue, there must be a reprisal or anything similar to that. So justice is the one thing that the government is supposed to be important to understand and live together. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Ibrahim. Uh, I mean, Sadiq. Sadiq, yes. Well, yes. So I, th- I think we should get a response from you, we can, on yeah. his question. Okay, um, first and first, before we, I 
answer Mr. Sedik. Um, one of the aim of this solemn work and what you we can stand for today, I think I did not um, outline them mm. so that our listener can hear. Now, the first thing is that we call for good for the end of this killing. Mm. We call for the end of the killings. Why the second one is demand for justice in the innocent life lost. Now, over time, we have been hearing that they will be brought to book. I think the book is already filled up. So now we demand for justice. The third one is provision of adequate security. The fourth, their community should be rebuilt. These people should be relocated and resettled in their ancestral homelands. Mm. These are some of the things you're telling the government. We are, to demanding. Yeah. Demanding. We are demanding. Not really in, but the demands you want. Yes. yes. And if they are not met. Okay, now let me say, like I did mention, we have a lot of confidence in the government and we expect that these demands should be met. You see, good governance doesn't just come uh, uh, easily. Government have to, to, to say and act appropriately sure. we are not we are not uh placing these demands with the intention of causing chaos mm -hmm. if government doesn't do what they're supposed to do but as citizens that we are I, i'm sure the government knows that the citizens have actions they can uh, also take if demands that are genuine are not addressed there are many ways legally that are allowed so we wouldn't mention that on air but we will only say for government especially on this need to take these people back to their ancestral land yes. for god's sake time without number people are destroyed people are killed properties are destroyed people are displaced and then the marauders take over this land and the government know the government knows. So mm. the government need to rise up to the occasion. We have a new government in place and we have a lot of expectations on this government. And we pray that they will not let us down like other governments have done in the past. Amen to that. Amen. And I think he also asked another question. He said, um, what's, your, what's your plan on synergizing with the other religion on the plateau to bring in an end to and into because, the it, because it doesn't affect just one party, yes, it affects exactly. all. Okay, now, uh, when I was the chairman of Yowikam for these last six years, we worked very closely with Nakomio. Let me put it on record here. Mm. My dear brother Ali Ali, who is the state secretary, we've worked very, very closely with him. He's uh, representing the Nakomio, and that's the umbrella organization of the Muslim youth. So we've worked together, we've been on air together, we've had conversations together. We can expand, we can go further by having engagement. Engagements. And these engagements, we expect that we will be very uh, sincere uh, to ourselves by saying it the way it is, mm. not just uh, having tea on the table and discussing things. And eventually what we see at the end of the day is not what we have discussed. But we are committed. We desire, the Christian youth desire that we shall have permanent peace in Plateau State. And we are ready to walk through it. We're ready to, to, to pursue this ambition by engaging all that we need to engage. And we support our leaders. We support the political leaders. We support the armed forces, the security agents. We support all shades of opinion. And we, we are willing to accommodate. But our desire and prayer, too, is that people should be very sincere. Mm. When we come to the table to have conversations, we should be able to say things the way they are, and we should be able to mean what we are saying. And mm. people should be able to see the signs that what we have said, it is actually yeah, true that these are the action. things we are following through. Okay. All right. Uh, I think uh, we, let's just take this call. Then probably we'll talk about something else. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Yeah. Welcome to the yeah. program. Your name yeah. and where you're calling yeah. from. Yeah. This is JFM 101.9, yeah. Just City. Yeah. Yes, my name is Eric. I'm calling from Angorukwa. All right, good to have you. Please, just let's have your thoughts in yes. one minute. Yes, uh, thank you. Um, I'm in support of uh, what uh, the youth uh, can, uh, is going to do this morning. The, the other thing is uh, the issue of security on the plateau is uh, the, the governor. Uh, we know that he's working very hard, but we want to know how much is he in, engaging the local government chairman, the uh, divisional officers in the various local governments. These are the people that are very close to the people. And these people, these marauders, they are staying with us in the community. They are not staying in the bush. Majority of them, I mean, mostly somebody was saying that uh, they are living in Jos, and then they recover side. So, 
with the local government and the councillors and the divisional security of operatives. Let's be factual. You know, let's have facts in whatever we are saying. It's very yes. important. Let's not just point fingers, you know, to places where we have innocent people, please. Okay, okay. Yes, thank I'm, you. I'm sorry to say that. Yeah. It's okay. So what happens is that uh, they need to engage the people at the local level. Mm. And uh, I remember there was one professor that uh, wrote an article uh, from University of Lagos on 2nd of this month in uh, Nation newspapers. He pointed out clearly that the governors should work harder. Much, much. In fact, his focus was on the state government. So there is a need for us to uh, encourage our governor to right. do more. Thank you. Thank you so much for your thought there. Thank you. Okay, I think uh, we've actually had uh, a lot to actually discuss with yeah. that. We just uh, now the main purpose of this is bringing peace, but restoring peace back to the plateau, yeah. not pointing finger, fingers, you know, at one particular person or other religions because whatever it is, humanity comes before religion. Absolutely. Yeah, all these we actually met on earth and definitely will meet, leave them. The only thing that goes with us is our personality. Yeah, yes. yeah that's just it, and it's the major. Let's have that at the back of our mind. Aside that, uh, tomorrow happens to be. Uh, a day for Plato states that should be hearing at the Supreme Court over who actually, you know, who, 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 uh, should I say who actually deserves to be the governor of Plato state? Remember, the tribunal uh, uh, declared the present, the sitting governor now, who is uh, press, uh, the barrister Kale Mutfan, you know, the governor of the state, uh, while the appellate court overturned the decision of the tribunal by making uh, the APC uh, uh, way, you know, the winner of that in the appellate court. Now, the, going to the Supreme Court, uh, the expectations are high now. You know, the anxiety is high on the plateau. Uh, what will you want to say uh, you should be expecting from tomorrow's hearing? Okay, thank you very much. Um, first of all, let me establish the fact that as Christian youth leaders that we are, we are apolitical. Your weekend is apolitical. That is, we amidst our ranks, we have APC members, we have PDP members, we have all uh, political opinions. Now, so for us as leaders, being apolitical, our desire is for the best for Plateau State. My expectation or our expectation is for the judiciary to do the right thing. Uh, they are learned people, they are vast, they are exposed, they have uh, grown through the ranks to get to this position as uh, justices of the Supreme Court. They know the right thing to do. Our prayer is that they should serve justice to Plateau State. Mm. We, the current situation we are, definitely tension will be there. And uh, you go to the social media, you see a lot of uh, exchange of words, a lot of uh, fightings in and out. But for us as Christian youth leaders, we call on the youth to be calm. We call on the youths to engage one another with decorum, with respect. Whatever the outcome is, let us know that plateau first. Mm. Let us know that God had ordained this land for a purpose. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. So mm. our prayer for the justices of the Supreme Court is to serve justice, to do that which is right. Whether it is uh, the PDP, whether it is the APC or any other party, let them do what is right. Thank you. Uh, you, you have something to say? You know, I think my ex-official one has said it all. The the um, crux of the matter is plateau first. Whatsoever we are doing, we should know that it is plateau first. Mm. And the youth should be careful. The youth should be careful because at the end, they will be the ones used to 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 create any sin. So the youth should be careful and should understand that we are all one. All all of them are all plateau. Yeah. All right. I think we have some comments uh, there. Uh, quickly, let's take those comments before we take a bow uh, completely from the program. Yeah, we had some comments coming in from our Facebook page. And I'll be reading the one from Ezekiel Chris. He says, the killing are just one to many with no substantial and justifiable reason as we have known and seen. The matter is worsening when claims fly everywhere that these miscreants are non Nigerian indigents. Yet we have some Nigerians from different states and ethnicities occupying those communities where the massacre occurred, while the ancestral owners are scared for their lives. Let there be sanity and proactive measures by ensuring that no stranger takes advantage of the situation to occupy freely another person's land farm, graze, or settle there because it will be a strong indication that stranger pioneer the genocide to take over. 
And I think I have also one more from Gobat. Thank God. He says, good morning, JFM. I sincerely sympathize with my dear people over the inhumane act of these marauders. It is our sincere prayer that God will expose those behind the ugly and inhumane acts and they be brought to book and justice be served. All right. Uh, I think uh, just to add to this, uh, surveillance is the way to go. Technology for monitoring is a solution. Drones yeah. is even better. That's coming from Damas Bala. And uh, Gorip Vincent also said, let's not shy away from the fact that the security of any state is tied to its economic strength. All right. And many more, of course, uh, we actually add. But to you, quickly, let's hear from you, Naomi Karim. Uh, the, both uh, topics, uh, you know, the little one we talked about, the Supreme Court, and of course, the Peace Walk. Yes. Okay. So I, I think I want to start with the Supreme Court. For me, I would say Plato first. Whoever emerges tomorrow, whoever the Supreme Court declares as the winner of the 2023 gubernatorial elections for Plato State, as long as they are willing to put Plato first before any other personal interests. It's okay by me. And also for the peace walk, it's very commendable to see the church coming together in unity to do this, speaking with one voice uh, on behalf of those whose voices cannot be um, literally heard by the government. So it's, it's, it's a good thing to see that Khan is speaking up on behalf of the people of Plato in general. Right. Be you Pentecostal, be you Orthodox, be you Catholic, wherever you are, it doesn't matter. The fact is we are all Christians and uh, this peace walk is for everybody, not for a particular set of people. So yeah. go out there, show your support, show your love. It's nothing difficult. These are just the little things we could actually keep our sacrifice. Maybe this will surely be the turnaround we've all been looking for. No one knows and we expect the better. Well, for the Supreme Court judgment, I think uh, everyone actually will keep their fingers crossed to you for, for the year in tomorrow. Mm -hmm. uh, the year in will surely be tomorrow. The next should be the judgment. And a lot of people have actually come to say there was, uh, you know, the, the, there was a Congress. There was no Congress. You know, that has actually been there structure. There has not been structure. Do, do, those have actually been some of the languages we've heard. Yes, in, 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 fact, in fact, we've actually had the structured governor. Mm. <laughs> you know, the structured <laughs> governor. And, you know, and, and other people will tell you we know who we <laughs> Like a whole lot, actually. Like, just ask yourself, the, which of these languages are we going with? Right. So, <laughs> no. basically, we're depending right now on the judgment of the Supreme Court to ease all of those tensions. Now to be the decider. Yes. And whoever... It's one uh, wherever the Supreme Court actually chooses, as they actually see in the courts, mm. as the courts please, please. Please. <laughs> All right, this is the size of the package this morning. The morning, Jay. Let's talk. Of course, rounds it up. Many thanks to our guest for being a part of this uh, this very segment. And Kuka De Paul with Secretary Yowie Can Plato State. Thank you so much for coming around. Thank and you. not to forget uh, the pharmacist that is with us, our pharmacist Marcus Audu Kanda, ex officio Yowie Can Plato State. Thank you for having us here. It's Thank a good so much, Plato. It was a pleasure to have you with us. We hope when this actually grows to, uh, I mean, when your demands have been met, we shall be yet to talk about your demands Certainly. being met again. Certainly. We'll pray for positives. You know, we are, we are actually optimistic. Amen. Yeah. So yes. just a final word, yeah. Okay. Yes. And I encourage Plato people to watch, pray, be vigilant and you know the rest thank you yeah that's that's absolutely true so if you see something say, say something. something thank you so much i've been richard badunga with me has been naomi karim do have a wonderful day together we say bye thank you for listening to jfm podcast